1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive.
0: Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
1: Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pet. P E P Pet.
0: Kellogg's Pet. The Sunshine Cereal presents
1: The Adventures of Superman. the abductors of Professor Sturgeon have scored another victory as the plane they have sabotaged drops like a flaming torch into the Gulf of Mexico.
0: Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, you know what it is that keeps so many fellows and girls all hepped up about dashing into breakfast on the double quick? A sunny golden toasted bowl of Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir, when Pep leads off the menu, sometimes it's mighty hard to wait for breakfast. You keep thinking about how tender and and how crunchy those whole wheat flakes are, and, well, right away you want to start spooning them up. Sure, you keep looking forward to your first taste of that sparkling sunshine flavor, and you can hardly wait to begin. And when you think of all the terrific good eating in that bowl of Kellogg's Pep, you're mighty sure that you're going to keep at it until you've polished off every last crisp flake, which is always a smart idea because Pep is good for you. gives you solid whole wheat nourishment plus, but it's particularly important nowadays... Because, you see, we're sending the cereal grains to fellows and girls overseas. Think of that, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers. Don't waste it. If you pour your own Pep, pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. And, say, kind of keep an eye on your younger brothers and sisters, too. Remember how important it is to eat all your Pep. Don't waste it.
1: And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman. As you remember, Professor Alonzo Sturgeon, famous atom-smashing scientist, was abducted by agents of the country of Bolomar, who intend to force him to reveal the secrets of the atom bomb. Posing as ichthyologists, the agents charted an American plane and loaded a large crate aboard which they said contained a rare specimen of fish, but which actually contained the unconscious Professor Sturgeon. In Bolomar, the plane was secretly tampered with, and when the American pilots reached the Gulf of Mexico on their return trip, their plane suddenly caught fire. They had time only to radio an S.O.S. when they crashed into the dark waters of the Gulf. As we continue now, Superman, who had followed the trail to Brownsville, Texas, has returned to the airport there in his guise of Clark Kent. Entering the administration building, he proceeds to the operations room, where the radio operator is trying desperately to contact the lost plane. Any luck yet, Sparks? Not yet. Can't seem to raise him again. When did you pick up the S.O.S.? A few minutes ago. It came in on the loudspeaker, but very weak. Uh-huh. When I plugged in on the earphones, the pilot talked very fast. Said it was at 3,000 with all four engines on fire. He was about to dive. Did he give you his position? Yeah, he gave it to me at once. But before I could check it, his radio went dead entirely. Uh, do, do you remember where he said they were? Well, I wrote it down here on this slip. Oh, Lee, good. I'll read it to you. Give me the slip, Eddie. I'll pinpoint it on the chart. You keep trying to raise him. Okay. Come over to the chart, Mr. Kent. Right. Calling 4 3 dash, 7 4 three. Brownsville calling 4 ah, 3 Now, here's the dash, charge. Oh, I've seen 96.5, 15.6. Uh-huh, that'll be right about here. Four, three, right. Christopher, that's practically 400 miles four, three, due east. Four, three, Looks bad for that crew. Four, 400 miles due east, you say? Four, three, Near as I can plot it, yeah.
0: Over. Eddie got it
1: right. Well, we can't waste time. Got to get to them right away. We a couple of hours before we can get a plane out there. I'm afraid they haven't a chance, poor guy. Well, maybe they have got a chance. If only a miracle could... Where are you going, Miss Kent? For a quick dip in the Gulf. See you later. Hurrying from the administration building, Kent steps behind the hangar and strips off his business suit to stand revealed in the blue costume and red cape of Superman. Then, leaping high from the airport, he rockets away to the east and over the dark waters of the moonlit Gulf of Mexico. 100 miles, 200 miles, 300 miles, he flashes onward like a hurtling bullet. Then suddenly he checks his flight. Hovers high in midair. Position radio to be right about here, I'd say. But I don't see any plane on the water. Better range around a bit. No, don't see them yet. Well, they couldn't have gone much farther than this. I'm afraid I'm too late. Wait a minute. A head to the right. A sinking plane and a man lying on top of it. No! uh unconscious. Oh, another chap in the cockpit. Just wrench this side of the office open. Take this and get him out. There. No, oh, it's the other pilot. Poor fellow's in bad shape. I got to get these fellows to a hospital in a hurry. They must tell me where they took Professor Sturgeon. Up, up and away! Soaring up from the Gulf waters with the limp, battered bodies of the unconscious pilots in his arms. Superman streaks northward, sights the gleaming lights of New Orleans on the horizon, and in a flash, is above the city. Spotting a hospital, he drops down, delivers his patients to an astonished doctor and nurse, and disappears. A short time later, once more in his guise of Clark Kent, he is questioning the hospital doctor. Those two pilots, Doctor, will they live? I'm quite sure one of them will. Name's Ramsey. Let it's touch and go with the other one, Mr. Kent. Oh, the poor chaps. Well, tell me, this Ramsey, uh, when do you think I might be able to speak to him? Well, that's a hard question to answer. He was very badly burned and suffered severe lacerations. Oh? all depends on how he responds to the transfusion. I see. Look, Doctor, I uh, wouldn't be so insistent, you understand, if it weren't so important. But you read about the abduction of Professor Sturgeon, didn't you? Yes, terrible thing. Papers seem to think some power-mad gang or foreign agents abducted him to get the secret of the atom bomb. I'm sure they did. And these two pilots know where he is. What's that? They took off from New Orleans last night with the professor. Now, almost 24 hours later, they crashed within 400 miles of here. That means they took the professor somewhere and were on their way back to New Orleans when they cracked up. Good heavens. That's why I've got to talk to them as soon as possible, Doctor. Yes, I understand. Well, ordinarily, I wouldn't want Ramsey to be questioned, but considering the circumstances. Look, you wait right here in this anteroom. The moment I think Ramsey might be questioned, I'll send a nurse for you. That's fine, Doctor. I won't stir from this room. <laughs> Clark Kent waits anxiously for an opportunity to talk with the men who hold the secret of Professor Sturgeon's whereabouts. Lois Lane and Horatio Horn, the little amateur detective, have just arrived in New Orleans by plane from Metropolis. Now at the airport, only a few miles from the hospital where Kent waits, Lois has just returned from an interview with the dispatcher. As we join them, she is talking to Horn on the apron near the exit gate.
2: I knew it, Mr. Horn.
3: You knew what, Miss Lane? can
2: can't beat me to it again. Really? Yes. The dispatcher says that he's already been here asking the same questions that I did. But how could that be?
3: We caught the first regularly scheduled flight out of Metropolis today. Well... And you said that uh, you had seen Mr. Kent just before that. He
2: must have wangled a ride on a special fast plane and left me cooling my heels at the airport. Oh, just wait till I see him. I'll tell him a thing or two. Uh, never
3: mind that now, Miss Lane. Uh, what did you find out from the dispatcher? Oh, now
2: listen. A charter plane took off from here about one o'clock this morning cleared for Brownsville, Texas, but never got there.
3: Good gracious. You mean it, it crashed somewhere? Not last night, no. But about a half an hour ago,
2: that same plane radioed an SOS from a position about 400 miles out in the Gulf. The pilot said that it was on fire and about to crash.
3: Great grasshoppers, 400 miles out in the Gulf, and at night... But uh, that means Professor Sturgeon is dead. It doesn't mean anything of the sort, Mr. Horne.
2: What? Look, I thought you were a detective. Well, well I
3: am. I, I could show you my badge and diploma. Some have come louder from the famous yes, correspondence. Yes, yes. Skip uh, it, will you?
2: Uh, now listen and think. The plane took off almost 24 hours ago, but it crashed only 400 miles away. Now, obviously, it traveled a lot farther than 400 miles in 24 hours, don't you think?
3: Of course, but... but.
2: Oh, you mean... I mean that that plane must have taken Professor Sturgeon someplace and was on its way back when it crashed. Now what we've got to do is find out where it took him. Unfortunately, the poor pilots are probably lost. Mr. Horn, you're not listening. Mr. Horn, huh? Huh? I said you're not listening.
3: We've got a job
2: to do—a big job—and you're not going is. to listen.
3: What? I say I think it is. You think what is what? Him. Him for heaven's sake, what are you talking Come about? Come along, Miss Lane. Hurry, before he gets away. Before
2: who gets away?
3: I told you, him. Mr.
2: Horn, have you gone out of your mind? Oh, no,
3: Miss Lane, not Horatio F. Horn. I say that's Carlos by Gulliver, or I'll leave my handcuffs. Carlos? Yes, the fellow who locked us in the warehouse last night and set it on fire. The one responsible for Professor Sturgeon's abduction. Good heavens, where is he? Where? See that tall fellow just ahead of the woman with the baby? Yes. He's wearing a black homburg hat and carrying a briefcase. Oh,
2: yes, but that's... He got out
3: of the Chicago plane that just landed. Oh, I can't see his face. Are you sure it's Carlos? Positive. I got a good look at him. He has a beard, A but beard? I'm... Carlos didn't have a beard. Oh, this is a phony beard. Now, how can you tell that? My dear Miss Lane, I'm a good detective, and a good detective can spot a phony beard or mustache a mile away. Oh, Pooh. Besides, remember the long red scar Carlos has across the bridge of his nose? Yes. I saw the scar just now. That made me sure. Look, look, he's turning his head. <gasps> It is, Carlos. What'll we do, Mr. Horn? We can't let him get away. Indeed, we can't. Especially since he knows where Professor Sturgeon is. We must trail him. Come, Miss Lane, hurry.
1: Their pulses is racing with excitement. Lois Lane and little Horatio Horn hurry after the tall, swarthy Carlos and into serious trouble. We'll see what happens in a moment. So stand by for the tense climax of today's episode.
0: You know, this week's Pep Dish of the Week sure has made a terrific hit. It has some of that old circus excitement. Makes breakfast as gay and colorful as anything. How about trying it over the weekend? It's a cantaloupe pinwheel, you know. And here's how easy it is to make. You start off with your regular serving of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Then take your spoon and scoop the cantaloupe out in strips. Arrange them on top of your Pep, uh, you know, like the spokes of a wheel. Add milk and sugar. And that's a cantaloupe pinwheel. One of the dozens of swell ways to dress up your morning dish of Kellogg's Pep. Of course, just Pep with milk and sugar makes a slick treat any day in the week. Pep is crisp and crunchy. Pep is full of sparkling sunshine flavor that keeps your appetite interested until you've eaten up every single toasted flake in your bowl. And you know, that's one way to keep from wasting cereal. Another way is to pour out your Pep carefully. All this is particularly important nowadays when we're sending the cereal grains to help give good nourishment to fellows and girls overseas. Remember that, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers. Eat all your Pep. Don't waste it.
1: Spotting a man named Carlos, whom they know to be one of Professor Sturgeon's abductors, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn have hurried after him through the gate of the New Orleans airport. On the street, the tall Latin walks swiftly along a dark row of cars parked at the curb under spreading trees. Wouldn't
2: you just know that at a time like this we wouldn't see a single police officer? Keep
3: calm, Miss Lane. Keep calm. Remember that Horatio Horn is at your side. What a comforting
2: thought that is. Not.
3: Carlos seems in a hurry. I wonder where he's going. I
2: don't know, but we can't lose
3: him. Wait, Mr. Horn. Look, that car's waiting for him. Yes. There's a big husky chauffeur standing by it.
2: What are we going to do now? He'll get away.
3: We can't lose him, by Gulliver. We mustn't. He knows where Professor Sturgeon is. Uh, you, Carlos, wait. No, Mr. Horn, come
2: back here. Stop, Carlos. Look out, Mr. Horn, is getting out of the car. Oh, well, I wouldn't give for a police Stay me. where you are,
3: Carlos.
1: Oh, my good friend, Senor Horn and Senorita Lane. We meet again, huh? You
3: bet we do, bye, Gulliver. And this Look out, Mr. Horn, he's got a gun.
1: Hey, the same gun I had last night, which I should have finished you. Step into my car, please.
3: Now, wait, Carlos. Quick,
1: enter the car, both of you. No. Now,
3: look here, you can't...
1: Into the car, I said, or I should. Quickly. Do as I say. Taken aback by the surprising turn of events, Lois Lane and Horatio Horn look helplessly at Carlos's menacing gun. Then, powerless to resist, step into the car. Carlos follows them. The chauffeur slams the door shut, slides in behind the wheel, and the car speeds smoothly away into the night. Once again, Lois and the little amateur detective have fallen into the ruthless hands of the Bolomar foreign agents. What will happen to them this time as Superman waits anxiously for a chance to talk with the injured flyers about Professor Sturgeon, who we know is already in Bolomar. Monday's episode is tense and thrilling, gang, so don't miss it. Tune in same time, same station.
0: And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet
1: excitement, the adventures of Superman.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Hey, gang, what makes a famous name famous? Well, Kellogg is famous as the greatest name in cereals. And one reason is Kellogg Shredded Wheat. Those are the plump, tender biscuits made to fit your breakfast bowl. Fifteen. Fifteen of them in every package. Each biscuit toasted just right and full up with natural nut-sweet flavor. Mom knows Kellogg Shredded Wheat is good for you, too. This is whole wheat. So remember Kellogg, gang. Ask Mom for Kellogg Shredded Wheat. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.